Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast is proudly sponsored by the Terrace the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandise. Check out their range of forest merch by visiting theterrorstore.com or visit them on social media. The 1865 Match Report. Hello and welcome to the 1865 Match Report. As Forest move into the playoff places for the first time this season with a 2-0 victory at Blackburn Rovers, and what a win it was as well at Ewood Park. Goals from James Garner and a late penalty from Brendan Johnson, giving Forrest all three points and a crucial win, which now moves us into the top six of the championship. Keenan Davis, I would say, was man of the match tonight, and he played a huge role in getting Forrest on their way to these three points with a brilliant individual piece of skill for the first goal initially to turn away from three Blackburn defenders, carry the ball a good 30 yards. And even when he was brought down, he just carried on, got back up again and fed the ball into Garner, who took it beautifully and rolled it into the bottom corner to give Forrest, a, I would say, a deserved lead. They were just getting on top at that point, And that was a really good goal Nicely worked and brilliant from from Keenan Davis, who was Forrest's real standout player on the night. And the second goal late on, Sam Surridge turned away from Jan Paul Van Heck, the Blackburn defender, down the left-hand side, battled his way into the penalty area where Van Heck brought him down. And Brennan Johnson, in the absence of Lewis Graben, was the man who stepped up and he made no mistake rifling into the roof of the net down the middle to give Forrest the 2-0 victory. I'm joined by Tom to look back on the game. And we'll start actually, Tom, with the with the team news. The, the side that Steve Cooper picked had one change from the FA Cup win over Leicester. And that was Jack Colback coming in for Philip Zinkenogel. So we lined up with that, what looked like a, a 3-4-2-1, 
So Worrell, Cook and McKenna at the back, across the middle, Spence, Yates, Colback and Lowe with Garner playing in that number 10 role and then Brendan Johnson just floating behind Keenan Davis. I suppose there was no real need to make too many changes after such a good win on, on the weekend. But when you, when you looked at that team, Tom, did you think that that was the right kind of personnel to, to go up to Blackburn and try and get a result? Um, yeah, I did. Um, games like this against Blackburn, they're never easy. And it's always a difficult place um, to go to up in Lancashire on a, well, don't want to come out with all the cliches, but on a um, wet night in Lancashire. But Jack Colback is the perfect player you need in a, a match like this. He was everywhere tonight, uh, putting his boot in, winning challenges. And he was just, along with uh, the other 10 players, Jack Colback was brilliant tonight. And he's just the type of player that you need in games like this. Probably Zinkenagel's um probably felt a bit disappointed that he wasn't in the side, but for the good of the team, um, I think it was a perfect move to um, put him on the bench and probably save him for the home game on uh, Saturday because he didn't come on. And then, um, yeah, Jack Colback had, like I said, a brilliant game. And, uh, yeah, but they all played well tonight. It was a really uh, top performance by the lads. It's a good dilemma for Steve Cooper to have, isn't it, when you've got so many mid- midfielders and so many players in the team as a whole who were just performing well. So it, it doesn't really matter who comes in for who. You, you're fairly confident that the players are going to perform and, and Forrest stand a chance of getting a result. The game was actually, I thought, a very good game overall. Just before we came on, we were talking about it being a really good advert for championship football. And you felt it kind of had a bit of everything, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony Mowbray side who they've been pretty decent this season, and um, they had like there was a lot of intensity in the game from both sides, and there was a lot of like niggly challenges, but it was end to end. There was a red card in it. Um, Forrest thankfully um, got a couple of goals on the night, and yeah, I just thought it was just a brilliant um, advert for the championship. I mean, I mean they had a few half chances, but you wouldn't say Bree Sambo was absolutely troubled, um, to be honest. And um, yeah, if, if any neutrals did pick the game on the red button tonight, they would have picked a decent game because, like I said, it was a brilliant game from both sides. Yeah, it was played at a good tempo. Both teams committed, and there were some real flashes of quality on show as well. Keenan Davis is already looking like an indispensable member of this team. The way he's come in over the last couple of games and, and taken on that striking role, particularly now with, with grabbing out injured for two months, there's even more responsibility on his shoulders. But tonight he put in an outstanding example of centre forward play, I thought. Yeah. And I mean, when you come in, uh, no disrespect to Keenan Davis, but his goal scoring record isn't fantastic. Um, and we always thought, well, we're losing grabbing who's scored what 12, 13 goals this season, and it's big shoes to fill. And he's come in, and, and like tonight, he's got past three players, and he's opened up the uh, opportunity for James Garner to slot it in. And even though if you, if Keenan Davis doesn't score, he's opening the spaces up for like the likes of Garner because he's playing in a more advanced role at the moment, and uh, and Johnson, and even the the fullbacks and everything. So. Um, yeah, Keenan Javis, he just he basically hammers his opponents into the ground all game. He's absolutely relentless and 
and with how he plays and everything, I think he's just a massive asset. And we've we've always had played against strikers like him, but we've never had a striker like that playing for us. It's made a huge difference since he's uh, come through the door in early January. And Blackburn just couldn't handle him, could they? Picking the ball up, driving forward and bringing the Forest team upfield with him. Brilliant to see. And Blackburn had no choice but to basically haul him down and, and foul him in any way possible, which they did on quite a few occasions, didn't they? Yeah, um, I mean, Joe Rothwell, um, he he got on the right... Well, Davis got on the wrong side of him and he had no option tacking. And it was, to be honest, it was a pretty disgusting challenge because he made no attempt to get the ball in, just absolutely cynical. And I think that challenge was worse than the actual sending off. Um, bear in mind, I've only seen the sending off challenge once, but no, I thought that was a really poor challenge from uh, Rothwell. And we've been on the receiving end of a couple of them already this season with like um, Lewis Grabbing going off injured at Cardiff. And I just thought when Keenan Davis went down, I thought, oh, here we go, not again, kind of thing. Uh, but thankfully, uh, he soldiered on. And um, yeah, but I just thought there's some really iffy challenges tonight. But I think I think when you got a team like that playing with that much in- intensity, it's and how the game panned out. I think it was always going to be inevitable that there was going to be a few tasty challenges because they've got aspirations of where we want to be and vice versa. But and that's probably why it made it a really good advert for the championship and you saw Forrest giving a little bit back as well didn't you they weren't afraid to to get stuck in and I don't know, stand yeah. up to some of that Blackburn physicality I mean the moment in the second half where Garner hauls down one of their players after a bit of a coming together I think it was Lewis Travis Garner gets booked and yeah he probably shouldn't be retaliating like that but at least Forrest on the night were prepared to to stand up and face that that kind of onslaught that Blackburn were going to throw at them yeah, and that's been the criticism over the um, last few years when we played uh, physical teams like your Millwalls, um, etc., and Blackburns. And in recent seasons, we've gone to those places and basically just rolled over. So, yeah, when we played um, Millwall earlier in the season, these are the and Bristol City, these are the grounds where we've got nothing out of them um, in previous seasons. And this season, Steve Cooper seems to be like he's put this a lot of steel into this side and the will fight till the bitter end and there is a bit of, well, there's a lot of fight in there and we're turning up and actually uh, gearing up for a battle now and that's been unheard of in recent seasons. And on the first goal, it was good to see James Garner scoring that one. Where he's been playing in this more of a number 10 role, he's not been afraid to get forward in in that position and and, and contribute to the attack and he got on the end of, of the ball from Keenan Davis tonight and, and scored the goal. And he took that one well, didn't he, in the circumstances? Yeah, he, he's got that bit of class. And every time we've seen him on the ball, he shows that he can do something with it. And it's it's not just a matter of like playing like a five-yard pass. He has got something um, there, which is shown tonight, where he's basically put the Blackburn defender on his backside and just coolly slotted it in the corner. So... Um, and I think it's really worked out for Forrest playing in an advanced role because since Charles Calvalio left and obviously he's been lacking form when he actually has played. And it, and it's nice that instead of going out and getting someone, we've already had somebody there in James Garner who's playing in that advanced role and he's getting on the ball and he has got that bit of composure. And you can, and you can tell that he's um, been educated at a, 
a top football team like Man United. So, uh, and it's worked out with like having the battlers behind him in terms of Ryan Yates and Colback who can give him the ball and he finds that pocket of space. And yeah, I think he's, uh, he's a really class actor at the moment. And he's, I think he's playing better than he was when we had him last season under Chris Hewton. Yeah, and we, we thought he was good last season under Hewton, but this is next level from him now. He really is becoming a proper general in that in that midfield and showing, like you say, his class and his worth to the team. So Forrest were a goal up at the break. And then early in the second half, Blackburn go down to 10 men. Daryl Lenehan brings down Jack Colback. It's, it was a nasty looking challenge at first with studs showing and that was his second yellow card of the game so Blackburn are down to 10 men and it felt at that point like this could be a real opportunity for Forrest given of course that Blackburn were in the automatic promotion places so it did feel at that point like a real opportunity to, to go and get this get this win at their place but after Blackburn go down to 10 men they started throwing everything at Forrest didn't they pushed higher up the pitch and and began to press Forrest more and almost caused a few scares that by a couple of uh, a few passes that that were nearly intercepted and a few hairy moments, Tom. Yeah, I think it was they had nothing to lose then because there were already a goal down and a man down. So that, like you said, they just threw everything at it and um and they really dug in and um, they really got got out for us and they wouldn't let him out when we tried to play it out from the back. And but uh, Forrest, thankfully, um, they got through that uh, iffy period, and then uh, obviously, um, towards the end of the game, they did get the penalty after great work from Sam uh, Sorridge, who should have five minutes early should have uh, squared it to Brennan Johnson. It would have probably been uh, what well, it would have been a goal and two 0 but uh, it didn't happen. And thankfully, he did get that penalty and. Brennan stuck it away for, I think it's his ninth goal of the season now. So, yeah, Forrest did really well to ride that storm out, to, uh, to be honest, because their um, Blackburn's intensity levels really um, went through the roof at that point, I thought. Yeah, and the game was becoming very end-to-end as well. Surridge came on on 70 minutes for Keenan Davis, who'd basically run himself into the ground. And Surridge came on, uh, and this is only his second appearance in a Forest shirt, having come off the bench also against Leicester. And you mentioned there his his role in the in the goal, the second goal, winning the penalty. But I thought Sorridge came on and showed some good touches, good movement, and he proved to be a real handful. And it, it was good to be able to continue the intensity that Keenan Davis was giving us. It was in some ways a like-for-like change. Yeah, I was just, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say like for like changed um, because when he was like up against his um, mark, he, he can hold the ball up and he, he has got a bit of pace about him and he, he can get past the man. And um, and when it, when he come on against Leicester, he did put himself around quite a bit. And then tonight he's done the same thing. So um, yeah, when Davis come on, like I says, he just carried on with where um, Davis left. Uh, his performance on pitch really so yeah I think he, um, I think he's desperate to score a goal isn't he it showed that he probably a couple of occasions that he was a bit greedy not squaring it to uh, Johnson and I think with a bit more composure he only needed to square it to um, 
James Garner on the other occasion. So, um, yeah, I think once he gets his goal, he just needs to settle down. And I think he will be a, a decent asset for us because when he has come on, he has shown that bit of um, bit of quality. And um, and hopefully, uh, yeah, he can carry on uh, in the remaining months of the season. He's shown a good level of confidence early on, hasn't he, as well? He's come in and seems to have a belief in what he can offer this Forest team, the way he was beating players tonight and looking to try and get that first goal as well. And yeah, he probably should have squared what that one for Johnson. There was another incident, the one where he cuts inside and he blazes it high and wide, but it's encouraging that he's prepared to look for goal and, and try and get that first goal. And I think when he does, like you say, he'll settle down and, and more goals will follow in a similar way to, to what we've seen with Keenan Davis. The the big chance I think that he had though, not long after he came on, the one that initially was Brennan Johnson having a shot on goal. Kaminsky saves it, it comes out to Surridge and he gets himself to, into a position where he can have a shot, but it just goes across the face of goal. Garner's coming in at the back post and can't quite connect on it, but that was an example there of a big chance. This at 1-0 as well that went begging for Forrest. And there were a few of those, weren't there, where you're almost fearing if that we could get punished if we don't get that second. Yeah, and I think that was the um, basically the rhetoric on uh, Twitter where um, a lot of fans were like saying Forrest needed the second goal because of the amount of like missed chances um, where we haven't scored. We, we didn't want it to come back to Haunters. And I even said on our WhatsApp um, group that I just hope it doesn't come back to Haunters. So I was with... Um, loads of us um, in thinking that so but no thankfully yeah we kept a clean sheet and, um, and then got the penalty to make it 2-0 and made the last seven minutes or so a bit more comfortable for us and a word for the Forest defenders who I thought were excellent again tonight a couple of incidents in particular Scott McKenna he made a brilliant diving block at 1-0 to deny Gallagher when it looked as if he had a clear strike on goal McKenna slides across and stops at one, going in the net. And Steve Cook as well also made a vital block at the end of the first half to preserve Forrest's lead. And that three of McKenna, Cook and War is just solid, isn't it? Yeah, I think pound for pound, I think it's, from what I've seen this season, that is the best partnership, well, trio of partnership in the Championship in my eyes. I think they're absolutely um, brilliant. If one doesn't get a block in, the other one's there to put a block in and and to be honest um, when we all know how good McKenna's playing but still I don't think he gets applauded it's what he deserves within our fan base I think since he walked through the door uh, from Aberdeen he's been Mr Consistent and honestly uh, he's he's probably one of the best defenders we've bought um, in the what last 20-30 years I think he's that good um, yeah no, he just like when you need him there, he's there and he can play a bit as well. He's not, I think, um, he will know that he's not the most quick, uh, well, not one of the most quickest defenders out there, but he's got that bit of class when he is on the ball. He can pick a pass and, uh, yeah, and he's missed consistent. And yeah, he's, he's been absolutely brilliant for us this season. I think everybody played their part in, in the win tonight. Lowen Spence, in particular, just worked so hard down the flanks, offering support going both ways even though it's probably one of Jed Spencer's more quieter games by his standards, he was still involved and working hard to 
to do his bit for the team. And on the opposite side as well, Max Lowe got in some crucial tackles and, and just helped Forrest to to get forward when playing the ball through nicely to get Forrest back on the attack when they did turn the ball over. Yeah, and another thing, every single player in that side is in tune to exactly what Steve Cooper wants, hence the uh, the upturning uh, results and performances since he walked through the door. I mean, everybody knows what's expected of them and we haven't had that from a far side in, you know, like, as a, a collective, they've not done that. You might get a couple, two or three players who individually have been decent and we've managed to get wins, but every single player is in tune with what Steve Cooper wants. And it's, like I said um, a couple of weeks ago, it's a very happy place and it's just nice that um, you can't wait for the next game to come because in recent seasons, it's been a chore to actually watch for us. But it's like, when, you, um, when you've got fixtures coming, it's like, oh, when's the tickets coming out? Who we got next? And, and everything can... It's just a really happy place, and we haven't had that. And and I don't know where this season is going to take us. Uh, into I sincerely hope it's the playoffs with how much work with um, Steve Cooper and the players have put in since he joined in September. But it's it's just put a massive foundation in place of where we can go in future seasons. And um, like I says, it I just sincerely hope it's the playoffs because I think the whole club deserves a bit of success and a bit of, um, yeah, go, uh, just like walking into the city and things like that, it just gives everybody a lift. And I think um, everybody in the city needs that. Yeah. And I think Cooper, he's so in tune with, with how the fans are feeling, what they want from the team. And, and again, the whole city as well. And just this, it does feel like there is something building here that, it really could be special. What I liked about the win tonight was that the performance levels didn't drop from the Leicester Cup game. With that being yeah. such an emotional match and the adrenaline and the energy put into it, Forrest yeah. came into this game and just maintained those levels of performance, which was great to see. Yeah, definitely. But going back on the um, the last bit we mentioned about the city and everything, Darren Fletcher um, mentioned it on the Garibaldi Red podcast on Monday. And he says, the, Steve Cooper gets it. He gets the club. And you get certain managers coming in and they try and change the culture and they don't like this about the club or that about the club. But he embraces it. He's, he feels privileged that he actually wants to be Nottingham Forest manager. And he's, he said on, he was on the Football Social on um, Friday night on Five Live. And the good thing about it and the really touching thing is he doesn't want to let anybody down. And and that is massive. I mean, you get some managers who they never connect with the fan base. There's always that disconnect, but he just gets it in every single box he's ticking at the moment. And um, yeah, I just think he's, he's absolutely brilliant. So, Listening to Cooper on Radio Nottingham tonight, he was... He was ever the perfectionist. He was saying that in that second half, we could have ran away with it and scored three or four goals. Had we shown the composure and the technique that we did for the first goal from Garner. But one thing that he he went on to say, which I really liked, and I think again, just shows how he gets it and how in tune he is with being Forest manager and being at the club. He said that he put it to the team that Forest haven't beaten a side in the top three for two years. 
And in his words, he said, we've got to start getting over those hurdles. And I thought to, to come out with a stat like that in, in a post-match interview and put that to the players just shows these are stats from before he was even associated with the club. Just shows yeah, how much he gets it, doesn't it? Yeah, and a lot of managers like, oh, I don't want to comment on what's gone before. And he's like, he's coming out with these stats to identify what's gone wrong in recent seasons so he can fix it. You mentioned it a couple of weeks ago regarding the, um, he wasn't even here. And he was manager at Swansea, I think, at the time. And he mentioned about the Charlton game after the Leeds game. And for somebody like that, it's so refreshing. And I mean, we're, it's getting to the point where we're, we're in awe of him. Every single interview, every single soundbite he, he comes out with, you just like, he's just, I think, I'm not, I don't want to put him in like the category of Brian Clough, but at the moment, for managers, what in, compared to what we've had in recent times, is box office. You, kinda, you can't wait for him to actually say what he's going to say and he's so refreshing so honest and and another good thing about him he's never satisfied in no so yeah, but like I say he's just brilliant uh, he really is so uh, we'll just have to see uh, where we'll go this season and now we'll hear the Blackburn perspective on the game and we are joined by Ryan Hildred from Rovers Chats over to Ryan Hi there, it's Ryan Hildred from the Rovers Chat YouTube channel, just giving my thoughts on the Rovers-Forest game tonight from a Rovers perspective. Um, I think most Rovers fans expected a really confident and capable Forest side to rock up at Ewood Park tonight with how Steve Cooper's got you playing and obviously the swagger that's back in your side and, and certainly at the city ground at home. And and that's what we saw, didn't we? Um, you certainly started the game pretty well. I thought Rovers were sloppy defensively, you know, a few loose balls coming out from the back and certainly in attack, you know, we weren't quite making it stick in, in the first 15, 20 minutes or so. But from the Rovers' perspective, big turning point for us um, was the John Buckley chance missed, you know, with us not really firing on all cylinders at the moment. Um, in an attacking sense, you know, we've got to take our big chances and it's a sitter from John Buckley. You know, he should score. And this is a Rovers side that unfortunately does need to go 1-0 up invariably in games. We've only come from behind once this season. So the first goal was always going to be important tonight. And that was a huge chance that John Buckley missed. And lo and behold, Forrest obviously then go and score not long after that. Um, thought it was really good play from Keenan Davis. I thought he caused us loads of problems in that first half. Um, he's way more mobile than I gave him credit for before the game. You know, reminded me of Lukaku really with how he played tonight. But obviously really drove forward. I thought bit loose from us. I thought we had an opportunity to, you know, maybe get a tackling or whatever, but brilliant play from James Garner, you know, really composed in, and he's obviously put the finish in and thought Rovers for the rest of that first half were were really weak, um, not looking a threat to Forrest. And then second half, I thought we came out really well, um, looked like we'd had a good team talk and indeed Sam Gallagher was about to come on and then obviously a stupid tackle from Darrell Lenihan, really, when you're on a yellow card, deserved second yellow. And we're fearing the worst as Rovers fans. Um, you know, 10 men against this confident Forest side, you know, we were thinking we might get a beating. But, you know, I know that Forest maybe sat back a little bit and said, OK, come and break us down, Rovers. But I thought we showed a lot of fight, a lot of desire, a lot of grit and looked like we maybe could nick a goal and get back into the game. But, you know, we did always look liable and exposed on that break. We just had to accept that, you know, Tony Mowbray was making attacking changes with Dolan and, and Ryan Hedges as well, rather than defensive ones. So 
we were always going to be vulnerable to that break. And, and obviously Forrest could have um, wrapped the game up on the round, you know, the 70 minute mark when uh, I think Johnson's fired it across the box. And, you know, we're hanging on in there. You're thinking it's a championship game of football. It just takes one half chance, one corner, one set piece. And, and can we scab a one all draw? But obviously, no, it didn't happen. It was good play from Sam Surridge and um, obviously definite penalty. Uh, for Forrest to wrap the game up. So, yeah, I was really impressed with Forrest. She played exactly like I thought you were going to. Um, really solid, um, tough to break down, tough for us to to really get any attacking play going. But I thought Rovers did well in the second half. You know, we've got a midfield two in Rothwell and Travis, who I think, you know, more than made up for being a man down in that midfield area and, and did really well. And, and maybe on another night, we would have scabbed a one-all draw, as I say. But I think, you know, Forrest ultimately deserved the win and, and are looking good and confident for the playoffs. But from our perspective, we're not going to panic. Um, you know, we're still in the top six. A couple of other results went for us tonight. So we've just got to get through this little tough February period that we've got with the teams that we're playing and see if we can pick up a result away at West Brom soon or away at Sheffield United or indeed home to QPR. If we can pick up a couple of results in there, you know, Rovers will be back and smiling. So, yeah, Fort Forest were good value for the win. Um looking good for the top six, playing really confident and um, playing with lots of swagger. Safe journey back to all the Forest fans. Thanks, Ryan. So coming back on to Steve Cooper then, and to take Forest from the bottom of the table and in the doldrums at the beginning of the season to now being in the top six with still 15 or so games to play is a, a tremendous achievement. And long may this continue because there really could be something special for us at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, we've got a home game against Stoke. It's not going to be an easy game. We all know that. But if we get three points there and put on a bit of um, like a really good performance against um, Bournemouth next Friday, and I mean, we're nine points off second at the moment. And I think he's, I think Steve Cooper actually, he's, I think it's doable with how many points and games there's remaining. It is doable. And, um, yeah, that Bournemouth game, if you can get three points there, it's, and with how it's gone and everything, it's just like, it's nice to be in the Premier League, uh, in the playoffs, and we want to stay there. But uh, we've got nothing to lose, really, because of where we was um, earlier in the season. So, uh, but, yeah, it's just one of those, isn't it? And just enjoy it at the moment. Next up for Forest, then, it's another team with promotion aspirations in Stoke City. It's a home game, which hopefully will give us that little bit of an advantage. But what are you expecting from the Stoke game, Tom? Because it it does feel now we're entering a a phase of matches that really could define Forest's season. And we're arguably, we're in the middle of that right now. It's going to be a hard game against uh, Stoke. Um, The notorious of like uh, putting up a... um, a bit of a fight and they've got some players who can actually play and Michael O'Neill has, will get his players um, up for the uh, the game, etc. But there seem to be one of those funny sides where you, you half expect them to be top six for the last couple of seasons, but they're just like, I don't know if it's the right thing to say, but they're just lacking something um, in terms of uh, levels of consistency. I think they're 11th in the league at the moment and, when you do play them, they have got a lot of dangerous players, but they're below us. So it's going to be a hard game. We all know that. But um, yeah, I've got full faith in the players and uh, Steve Cooper of uh, getting a result against uh, Stoke on Saturday. And the, after the results this week, I think there's every reason to 
to feel confident going into that Stoke game that we can keep this momentum going because now we're in the playoffs, we're, we're going to want to try and maintain that place. I know there's a, an argument to to just enjoy it for now and that's mm. probably wise because there's every chance that come 5pm Saturday we could be back down in 9 or 10th again because it, it is so tight in those sort of positions between 4th and 10th. And the key word there is momentum and that is what's going to get you into the top six um, playoff position or even better, um, second place. I think uh, Fulham have gone at this point in terms of their head and shoulders above um, everybody. And But uh, yeah, if you um, if I win on Saturday, then um, get something, um, hopefully a win against Bournemouth next Friday. It just closes that gap yet again. And, and basically, Bournemouth will be looking behind well, looking over the shoulder with us coming up and we're having that momentum and everything, then that what usually gets you um, cemented into the top six when you go on a run at this stage of the season. And it promises to be an exciting week. And who knows, Forrest might well cement a place in the top six and that would be nice, wouldn't it? Thanks, Tom. And we'll be back with you on the weekend with our match report from the Stoke game. Until then, thanks for listening. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.